part of the purpose, the eternal purpose of God was to send his son to be the sacrifice, the atonement for sin and for reconciliation, but also to preach the gospel of the kingdom. So I think it's critically important. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, probably one of the, the greatest prayers heard around the world, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's what he has instructed each one of us. Whether you say it word for word, or as many people say, that's the model. Well, whether you say it's word for word or the model, we're still supposed to ask God, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Let your rule, let your reign be part of my life and let me take that rulership, that power, that authority, and let me infect those around me. Let your will be done in earth, on earth, as it is in heaven. One of the great passions of God's heart, one of the great um, events of Jesus' life was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I want to, I, I was talking to my wife this morning, Pastor Brenda. Like, I got so many different angles, directions. But this morning, there was a line in one of the songs that just crystallized to me the direction I need to go this morning. And it says, he turns shame into glory. Takes our shame and turns it into glory. And I want to share, there's two examples that I've just been embedded in over the last two, three weeks. One is Jesus. We know that he, he was sent to preach the gospel of the kingdom. So when he speaks and when he ministers, he's extending the kingdom. He's talking the kingdom. He's sharing the kingdom. And so he goes through this area of Samaria and meets this woman at the well. How many of you know this story? I even actually expressed... None of you know this story? I, I, Richard here. Oh, okay, there's a few more. Well, maybe, do I need to read it? No. Okay. <laughs> he comes to the, to the well, and he's thirsty. And a woman is coming. And he asks for a drink. We know from the background of this woman that we find later on, she is busy, busy getting water, busy going about her tasks of the day. I shared, I believe it was last week, I get my weeks mixed up, but she was so buried in whether it was activities, events, and as we learn, Probably quite a bit of shame in her life. We find out that she's had five husbands. 
in that culture, a woman couldn't leave her husband. The culture of the day, she, here's, here's the words, she was put away. <laughs> Can you imagine? So here is a woman who has been rejected five times, abandoned five times. The shame, the disappointment that she was probably carrying in her soul, in her spirit. The rejection. I'm sure it might not be a putting away in your life, but I'm sure many of us have dealt with disappointments in our life. And here this woman comes, and, and she knows about the Messiah because later in the conversation, she says, I sense that you are a prophet. I sense that you're the Messiah. Or she didn't say, I sense you're the Messiah. She says, I've heard the Messiah is coming. And then that's when Jesus reveals who he is. So she knows in her mind, senses in her spirit that he's a prophet, knows in her mind the Messiah is coming, and still she did not recognize him. And in our lives, we can allow disappointments. We can allow shame. We can allow, in a moment, I'm going to go into some into a, an Old Testament story. We can allow delays, delays in our life. God has promised, spoken. We've seen his word. Words have been spoken over us, and delays come, and disappointments, and we can allow that to cloud our vision. When Jesus said, give me to drink, and she said, why would you be talking to me? Even in that culture, the Samaritans were considered dogs. So literally, the shame of her culture that this Jewish man would come and talk to this. Because of that rejection, that shame, the disappointments, the ridicule, she didn't recognize who had come and was now talking to her, meeting her. And Jesus even said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for living water. This morning, God is here to meet you wherever you may find yourself in your life, in the midst of disappointments, in the midst of shame, in the midst of, of horrible negative circumstances in your recent, in your midterm, in your long-term past. God is here to pour in, in the case of this story, some living water into you. That is a kingdom message. That was Jesus bringing his kingdom, his righteousness, his peace, his joy in the Holy Spirit. 
And he was bringing that to this woman who, who was literally shameful in her approach, full of shame that this man would speak to her, full of shame for what had gone on in her past. And Jesus was there to say, I see you. I know you. He said, why didn't you go get your husband and bring him back? He knew. He knew. She said, I, I, actually, I, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, yeah, I know. You've had five husbands. Then the man you're living with right now is not your husband. He knew. He knew. He knows. He knows. He knows the corners of your heart that you've maybe not wanted to expose. He knows what you've been through. He sees you. He fully sees you. Didn't make him shy away. If you look at the, I think, verse 3, it says, he had to go through Samaria. You know what? He didn't have to. <laughs> Actually, the Jews, to get from one part of their country to the other part, they went around Samaria. They went around this village that Jesus had to go through. So he didn't have to. And yet, that was the assignment from the Father, so he had to. There was a need, it says, for him to go through that part of Samaria. Stop at that well. Why? Because he sees you. He sees you. He knows you. Two weeks ago, Pastor David told the story of Mephibosheth. How many of you have heard of Mephibosheth? He was the son of Jonathan. When Jonathan and his dad Saul were killed in a battle, his nurse is a young, just a young baby. The nurse was scared for his life because in the culture of the day, anybody from the old dynasty was killed off by the new dynasty. So the nurse, knowing that Mephibosheth was going to be killed, grabbed him and started running. She fell, and he became lame. A few years into his reign, he's talking, King David is talking to his servants and says, is there anybody left of the household of Jonathan? Because he was my friend. He was my brother. And so they find Mephibosheth. And I'm not going to recount all the details. I, I, I really encourage you, go to the YouTube channel that we have on our Solid Rock site and just, just click past back two or three and listen to the messages. Amen, yes. <laughs> but I, I there's, I, uh, as I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Pastor David and there's all kinds of bells and whistles going off in my head. And I, 
I go home, and I look up the word Mephibosheth. If you want to know where this story is found, it is 2 Samuel chapter 9. But the name Mephibosheth means to scatter, to break into pieces, shame. I want that to sink into your, into your soul right now. If you, if you look at the Hebrew, and I, I don't have this on my notes, so I'm, act, I'm just going into my blue letter Bible. When you look up the word shame, in the Hebrew, as you, as you look in the concordance. Here's what shame means. To be disappointed or delayed. To be confused. To be dry. To be delayed or something taking a long time. To be ashamed. And when Moshebetheth comes to King David, it says that Mephibosheth just falls down at King David's feet, full of shame, not worthy. And there are thousands, millions of Christians that do not feel worthy to come before the throne of grace, to come before the heavenly Father, to come to their Lord Jesus Christ. They don't feel worthy to have any connection with Holy Spirit. And shame and disappointment and rejection has built up and built up to the point where they don't even recognize God knocking on their door. They don't recognize that here meeting them is Jesus standing right in front. And King David brings in Mephibosheth. He's lame. He has nothing to offer the kingdom. He has nothing. He literally needs to be carried. He needs to be helped. If anything, he's drawing resources away from the kingdom. But David invites him. And as Pastor David shared, Jesus invites us to his table. And we may not, I, I thought of the song we, we, we used to sing, Majesty, Majesty. One of the lines is empty-handed, empty-handed, but alive in your hands. And this morning, God is saying, yeah, you may feel empty-handed, but that's how I want you. I want you. David found out the story of Mephibosheth and said, no, no, bring him, bring him. 
And it turns out David ends up supplying him. But Mephibosheth is invited into the kingdom, unworthy, in the day, in the culture, worthless, useless. But the king invites him into the kingdom and says, you will eat at my table. And this morning, God wants to come and break. He wants to come and shatter the shame that has held you, that has snowed you under, has just piled on, burdened you with. He wants to come and he wants to break. He wants to break. And this morning, he wants to say to you, come. Come, I invite you into my kingdom. I invite you to come. And Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, burdened down, burdened by your past, burdened by shame, burdened by inadequacy, burdened by unworthiness. He says, come, and I will give you rest. Come and Learn of me. I want to invite you this morning. I think it's an incredible time right now as we share and talk and learn about the kingdom. I invite you to come and taste and see that our God, is good. his kingdom, his rulership in your life is good. Today, authority and submitting to authority is, has such negative connotations. Everybody wants to be their own person, their own truth, their own life. But come under his authority. Submit to his rulership. Pray the prayer, Lord, thy kingdom come here. Me. Let your kingdom come here. I submit to your authority. I come to your table, unworthy, worthless, useless, empty-handed, unable to provide for myself, but here I am. Amen? Amen. If I, I, I'm going to make this wide open so that if you end up standing, nobody's going to know why. I think a lot of us have suffered disappointments. And disappointments can hold us back. Rejection. Abandonment. The, the, the buzzword today's culture is trauma. All those things create trauma. And trauma makes us hesitate. Trauma holds us back. Trauma makes us run. Creates a shame. That, and we, we build, we, we can literally build a shield out of our disappointments and our shame and our rejections. And we build a shield that makes us unable to recognize when the king is standing right in front of us saying, I invite you into my kingdom. So this morning, if any of those words 
have meant anything. Maybe you're in a season of drought. It's dry. It's drought. Maybe there's dreams in your life that have died. This morning, he turns graves into beds. In the book of Ezekiel, when it's talking about the dry bones, it was, it was, he was speaking to people that had lost hope. They had lost hope. Their, their expectation of a future, of a positive future, had been lost, and it says they became dry bones. Well, he takes dry bones. Gives living water, brings, brings out an ark. Turns seas into highways, seas. Seas talks about instability. No firm foundation. Maybe you look at your past and say, well, there's no stability back there. But he can take your instability, your wavering, your indecisiveness. He can take that and... and, and Make a smooth pathway. Smooth out the valleys, smooth out the hills, the mountains, and make a smooth path. Takes our shame, turns it into glory. Takes our mourning, turns it into dancing. That's what our God can do for you. So this morning, if any of those things, I'll read them again, disappointments, delays, dryness, shamefulness, rejection, ridicule, if any of those things hit home in some way, I want to encourage you to open your hands this morning. We open our hands. The, the opening of our hands is simply a symbol of just saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I open up myself. I just open my hands. And Holy Spirit, this morning, we open our heart, our mind, our will, our emotions. Those things that in the past maybe somebody did to us and maybe some things that we did ourselves that have made us feel unworthy. Things that have happened that have made us feel rejected, made us feel abandoned. things that have come and they've piled on and have made us so that we don't made it so that we don't even recognize you but this morning heavenly father we hear you we hear you And Lord, you are the breaker. You are the one that can scatter and shatter those things that have held us back. And this morning, we invite you to come and break apart 
those chains, those prisons, those, those ropes, those thoughts break, those thoughts, that trauma that has held us back. You are the breaker of those things that want to hold us back. And so we just open ourselves up. Empty-handed, but alive in your hands. Holy Spirit, just come right now. Holy Spirit, just come in, 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 in the way that only you can come, with comfort. You come with a peace. You come as a healing oil. You come as a soothing balm. Then you come and you cover us. You pour into us. You cleanse us. Lord, I pray right now that a cleansing, a cleansing flow will come and just sweep, sweep through this, this house. Just come and, and just sweep. Come and sweep. And bring, just bring a peace. Bring a rest. As you come and, and you, you sweep away pain, you sweep away sorrow, you sweep away grief, you come with, with, with a healing, with a, with a healing, living water, and you just come and you wash us. You cleanse us. Lord, let your kingdom come. Heavenly Father, let your will be done here in these earthen vessels, these earthen jars, in this, in this clay that you are molding and making. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. to me all you who are weary and heavy laden I will give you rest I will bring rest to your soul come come unto me and learn of me for my yoke is easy my burden is light 
Lord, that is, that is our commitment. Our commitment, Lord, is, is just to come, come to you, lay ourselves open. Help us, Lord, how, learn how to, to talk to you. Help us learn how to just to empty ourselves to you. Nothing, nothing surprises you. Nothing catches you off guard. You are the safest person that we could come to. And, and help us learn just to lay it, lay it all before you. Because, because you don't reject us. You don't reject, you don't turn us away. But you come and you, you cleanse us. As we, as we literally pour ourselves out to you, you come and you cleanse us. And you purify us. You heal us. You redeem us. You, re, you deliver us. Help us to learn to come to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said, amen. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Literally take some time. Life gets so busy. Life just gets, it, it overwhelms us. And it, it takes intentional time on our part. I encourage you. I, when I, every morning I try to, to get out of the house. I go up and I, I just take a walk before everything starts hitting the fan. Before it all gets blown. Before it all begins to happen that day. Take some time. I found as, I, as I've walked, as I've biked, and I can just kind of go sometimes with no agenda, God can just bring thoughts into my head. Sometimes it's a reminder, oh man, I got to get that done today. And he helps order my steps. Sometimes he reminds me of a scripture verse and it encourages me, strengthens me. Sometimes it's, it's a time to let him know about my disappointments, about the things I've been waiting for for a long time. But I'm there by myself with him, and I can just talk. I want to encourage you. Take some time. Find a place. Be alone. Be, be in a quiet place. Be in a still place. Maybe some, for some of you, that might be just in the car on the way to work. Shut the radio off. Shut the radio down. Turn the volume off. And just commune. commune. If you don't know how to pray, just... The Lord's Prayer is great. It was <laughs> what's the prayer that Jesus taught us. Start there. Pretty soon you'll be adding your own words to some of those things. But I encourage you, encourage you, vent, vent to him. Vent to him, he can handle it. Amen, amen, amen.
Amen. Awesome. This week we are supposed to have the missionary from Nigeria that we're connected with since I was a kid. He was going to be here this week. We ended up changing it, and he's coming next week. Um, and uh, he actually just texted me and said what he thought would be a great format would be me sitting here and him sitting there, and we're just talking and we're sharing. So it's going to be a low-key kind of just learning what's going on somewhere else in this big world. See, hear what God's doing. He's doing some amazing things. We're seeing the kingdom of God moving, expanding. Amen? So I encourage you, uh, come out next week and uh, listen to our friend and um, be invigorated. It's invigorating. I had lunch with him this week, and it's invigorating. It's like, oh, man, I want to I go. I want to do something. So come on. Come out. Have a listen next week. Have a great time of worship. How many of you enjoyed worship this morning? I mean, I just, every week, I just, I don't know. It's just something happens, and I just love it. I love it. So amen. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Let's all stand together for a blessing. benediction of Aaron. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And with those words, the people were marked by the name of God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome afternoon.